But I think that what's notable about the Victorians, you know, in dining as, as in everything else, is the excess. When we talk gender, uh, were women the ones who came up with majority of the etiquette rules, or was this a male issue? My sense is that it was really the hostess who carried the standard. And a lot of, you know, you think these days, like on Thanksgiving, you serve the turkey and the man of the house carves the turkey. It, it actually was the woman who was supposed to know how to carve. And the server would put the carving utensils next to the hostess. She was the one who planned the menu. Um, centuries ago, she would even draw up a map of the table and every serving piece and where it was supposed to go. Uh, my sense is that it really was, um, for at least the last few centuries, the women who carried the ball on this. You have the 10 etiquette errors, and just one I want to bring up that I, I, I agree with all of them, but the one about uh -oh. dropping a utensil or a fork or a spoon mm -hmm. on the floor and just mm -hmm. acting like it, it's, it's supposed to sit there. That's one thing that I have a hard time doing. Uh, is there a reason why you're supposed to leave your silverware on the floor? Well, you know, it's funny. I'll a lot of the things that my mother taught me, I was very pleased to be able to sort of obnoxiously go back to her and say, you know what, Mom, you were wrong about this. And this is something that she taught me that I think she's right about. And, you know, we were talking about the Victorians, and I think it kind of goes back to that idea of, like, don't touch it. The servant will get it. But the idea of picking up a fork that fell on the floor and putting it back on a clean table, you know, Big it's no, just no. not appealing. Just leave it there. Don't ignore it. You know, get the server's eye and say, I need another fork. Is there a way to let your waiter know that you're done with a piece of uh, silverware and do you do that the same if you're at a nice dinner party? Yes, there is a way. And it's funny because sometimes um, you'll be sitting at a table and the waiter will come take your plate away and you'll sort of look at them and say, I'm not finished. You know, what do you, oh, what a terrible waiter. But the fact is that there are signals that you send. So if you put your, um, your fork and your knife down on your plate in a sort of inverted V with the fork on the left with the tines facing toward the two and the knife with the point facing toward the ten cross like that. That's what I call the at rest position. And that says, I'm still eating. I'm just taking a break because I have a really good long story to <laughs> tell. Um, if you put them parallel to each other, pointing toward the 10, that says I'm finished. Well, you've been listening to Lynn Rosen, an author of Elements of the Table, a simple guide for hosts and guests. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for inviting me. So fancy table setting or simple picnic, what city is on your list for favorite dining? I'm heading to Italy, but where, Rome, Florence, Venice? The go-to person for information on Italy is restaurateur and author Biba Gacciano. Her latest book is Biba's Italy. We are all connected today. And small world. Uh, small world in everything. What happens instantly, we all know. But the most interesting things is uh, the changes that occur within the younger people. Uh, and it is that the importance, it seems, that the food in the home, while it's still much more important than many other parts of the world, is beginning to be taking a leisurely pace. For example, Bologna with the homemade tortellini, the homemade pasta, which was in every family, the mother or grandmother, where I grew up with my mother making pasta three times a day, excuse me, a, a week. 
uh, I, my, my um, niece shocked me when uh, a young woman of 32 years old, when I said, you still eat at your mother's house. Why don't you cook for your mother and for me when I'm in Italy? She looks at me, she said, are you kidding me, dear? I work all day. I'll be done if I'm going to go. The only day I have off and make the tortellini that takes four hours to put them together. And, uh, and then the influence of uh, many countries, and especially of uh, this country, on Italian youth is very, is very important. They, they just want to be American. And how does that translate into the food world? I mean, is it, are females working much more oh, instead of uh, home? Oh, yeah. Is that the biggest issue? It is the biggest issue. The women, they just don't want to do what their mothers did. And do you blame them? No. My mother was a, a housemaid, there was a cook, she was a cleaning lady, she was everything. And uh, uh, young women today have a higher aspiration. They want to be doctors, they want to be lawyers, and they want to go home and have somebody else do those things for them. That's not too dumb. <laughs> yeah, the power's in the food, though, sometimes. I mean, I know. There is a little thing, though, that I think is interesting.